This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! Hits one out. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From the opener to launch angles to clutch moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. How is everybody doing today? Are we ready for a little A's Cast Live? And boy, do we have a killer show for you today. I would put our shows and our guests up against anybody in Major League Baseball if they are doing a show out there. It is amazing the people that we are bringing to you on a daily basis. So many times people just rely on, you know, getting the writers in town. And we love our writers. There's no question about it. But we want to go beyond that on this show. We want to get those writers But we want to get big-name guests every single day. And that's what we have for you today. You know you hear the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast. It's the only place to hear it. Well, that's the same thing with the David Force Show. David is going to join us at 4.30. A lot to get into with David. We've got the training deadline. We're just about in July. I mean, you only get one crack at it. And the A's are in it. What's going on there? I also want to ask, with the crazy numbers in AAA, like I was just looking at it, Franklin Barreto is up to 299 now. Jorge Mateo continues to kill it. Pitchers continue to have crazy high ERAs. How do you truly evaluate talent at the AAA level? So a lot to get into with David Forrest. Then we'll have the build with Dave Cavill. I personally think this show is fascinating from a standpoint of here you have a president of an organization that's doing everything he can to build us, A's fans, a new ballpark. And it's tricky. I I think of what he's doing and I go, my God, I I mean, someone like myself, (laughs) I'd be like, too hard, I'm out of this thing. Not Dave. Dave just keeps knocking pins down like a bowler. And he just knocked another one down up in Sacramento. But there's always more to do. It's like it's hard to believe. It's like, hey, this is a big vote. Hey, this is a big thing for us. We're meeting with these guys or those guys. And then once once he wins that, it's on to the next one and then on to the next one. But full transparency is what you're getting with the build. This is – I've never heard – about, and thank you for texting in at 510-897-1322. You might have heard my computer go off there. From the 415, ask Forrest about Estrada. Nobody is talking about him, and he was supposed to be a big offseason acquisition. Well, I can tell you, 415, he's got a bad back, and he's trying to come back from that. And a guy that's got a bad back at, what, 35 years old? I mean, they knew going in it was going to be a gamble. But, yeah, you can ask, you can text me at 415-897-1322, and I'll, I'll, I'll play the hits like a DJ. I'll take your request. Hit me up. I always wanted to do slow jams at night. 
Slow jams with Townie. How my baby's doing out there tonight? Those guys, I've been around those guys before. Because usually, you know, in sports radio, you're in a, what's called a cluster. So, you know, you got like the rock station, you got the hip hop station, you got the country station. Oh, yeah. I've been around the slow jam guys. Like, you'd go by, you'd go, like, like at night, you'd go by, like, their section of where they were in the building. Lights were turned down. Yeah, it, 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 I, I got some stories about that. And I can actually tell some of the stories since we're not FCC regulated. I may get into that a little bit later. But Dave Cavill, I can tell you, a lot of buildings have been built. I don't know how many people have been like Dave where they do a show. It's every two weeks, and he's telling us how what's going on, what he needs from you, what he's trying to get done. So we love doing the build with Dave Cavill at 445. And then one of my all-time favorites is going to join us from Anaheim. He's from Santa Clara. He's the greatest San Jose State Spartan baseball player of all time. No, Cody, we cannot throw me in there. Number two would be Ken Caminetti, the late, great Ken Caminetti, who Cammy and I both shared number 21. If they ever retire it, I'm sure it's going to be for Ken and not for my horrible career. But Mark Langston's going to join us at 5.05. Always like talking to the San Jose State great. We'll get into this series, which has now become a very interesting series. And then at 5.30, get ready for this. This might blow your mind. But at 5.30, astrophysicist Dr. Meredith Wills is going to join us. She is the person who has taken the ball apart and basically has said, this ain't the same ball. And Dr. Meredith Wills, by the way, Commander Cody, this is a hell of a get. Because every article you see, every article, I I don't care if it's on MLB.com, I don't care if it's on The Athletic, I don't care if it's ESPN, I don't care if it's CBSSports.com, I don't care what article, everybody's writing about the ball. And every single article she's referenced in the in, in, in every single one, they talk about her all the time on the MLB Network. She's the goods, very very smart, obviously, but she's going to tell us what's going on because home runs keep flying out of the ballpark, and of course, our daily. We could get into our daily. Oh my God, you're the Orioles. Oh my God, can you imagine? Can you imagine being the Orioles post game show guy? Maybe we should have him on. Go, bro, I've done some bad seasons, but you're doing something I've I mean, I've done some horrific seasons. Let's be honest. In multiple sports, I did some really bad Warriors back in the day. I was doing Warriors when when uh, Spreewell choked Carlissimo. That was bad. I've done some horrific Raider seasons. I know bad postgame shows. My late mother used to say I, I was probably better doing A's when they were bad than they, when they were good because when they're good, it's easy. When they're good, you just throw the phone number out and say, 510-897-1322, let's talk about greatness. No, it's the bad times where you got to get people through it and you got to entertain them for 162. And I know Commander Cody has been all over this. The Orioles just gave up. Another five home run game. 
Think about that. That's 10 times this year they have had a game where they've allowed at least five home runs. That is the new record. No one. They've played this game for 100 and how many years? No one has given up more five-run home run games. It's June 27th, I believe is the date. Holy, are you kidding me? The record was nine by the Reds, who they gave up the most home runs in the history of baseball in 2016. Nine. They they gave excuse me, they gave up nine five home run games or more in that season. The Orioles break that record in June. We're not even in July yet. I want you to think about how awful it would be to be around the Orioles, whether you're media, traveling party, wives, girlfriends, broadcasters. They've given up 165 home runs already. Did you know in 2015, just a few years ago, there were 13 teams that didn't even give that up for a full season? That's crazy. That's crazy. They teams didn't even give that up for a full year. They've done it by June by June 27th. And if you look in Orioles history. Now I don't I don't really remember it was Memorial Stadium that the Orioles played in that they shared with uh Johnny Unitas and the Baltimore Colts. Actually when God, it was, I think it was Fossey or someone was telling me. Yeah, I don't think I – th- I think they tore that thing down. It was Memorial Stadium or whatever, Memorial Park. I don't remember if that was – I mean, because we were – Camden Yard's been around for a while now. What did it open up? Like 90-something, early 90s? It was like the first real retro gig. I don't remember if that was a bandbox, but they have played a hundred – it was Memorial Stadium. They've, they've played 119 years of Baltimore Oriole baseball. It's pretty good history, 119 years. They're already the 22nd most home runs given up by an Oriole team, and we have months to go. (laughs) They're going to fly by that record. Find me the Orioles postgame show guy. I want to have some misery with him. So we have a lot to get into today. Organizational chaos continues with the New York Mets. It just continues to get worse. A walk-off loss today against the Phillies. They get swept. A four-game sweep by the Fightin' Phils against the New York Mets. Jason Vargas continues to be an absolute moron with the media. Like, like they can't get out of their way. And you, and, and here's the thing. This whole story with Healy from the New York Post and the writer, it would have been gone. It would be done. But it's 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 Mickey Calloway and Jason Vargas who just can't figure out all you gotta do is say, I, I'm sorry, and everybody moves on. Vargas now has doubled down on this. Wait till you hear this. Organ- organizational chaos. So we gotta get into that we also have a streak by the Yankees that is absolutely unreal 
Who would have known the Padres are hitting the deepest home runs in all of baseball? The NL and AL wild cards are absolutely crazy right now. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, these 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 races, I mean, there's so many there's a lot of bad teams, but there's a lot of teams in it. And I think it was in Tampa that we had that list of teams that are in it and the A's were one of them. Teams that are out of it, but who is like the nine that they got to decide coming up here? You know, you got a lot of teams that have to decide, are we in this? Are we out of it? Are we playing for it? Are we going to start trading? I mean, you, you, where we are right now, teams that are in it in the American League for the wild card, Tampa, Texas, Cleveland, Boston, I'm just going in order, Oakland, the Angels, I'm not going to put, even though the numbers would suggest the White Sox, but I'm not going to go there. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six in the American League. Teams that are not winning their division and have a shot at making the postseason. In the National League, you got Milwaukee, Philly, Colorado, St. Louis, Arizona, San Diego, Washington, and because I love you, Cody, and you're a Pirates fan, I'm going to put your Pirates in there. They're only four games back. Do you know what that number is I just did? Eight. There's eight teams in the National League that are in this thing. Unbelievable. You want unbelievable? How about your Oakland Athletics? I got some unbelievable notes for the A's, preparing you for the A's and the Halos. And you know I I hate the Halos. I always have. I've always suck at Rally Monkey has always been my thing I put on Twitter after I have that drunken monkey that I put on Twitter. But there are some things about the Angels that are very appealing these days. We'll break it down next right here on A's Cast Live. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com slash community. That's athletics.com slash community. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or coworkers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Free parking, free drinks, and maybe even your favorite A's players flying into your lap. The Field Box is a great way to entertain clients or enjoy a game with your family and friends. Located next to each dugout, now is your time to get in on the action right from the field. To learn more about the Field Box and other premium seating options, visit athletics.com premium or call us at 510-638-GO-A's. That's 510-638-4627. 510-638-4627.
From sweet plans to single game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's Suites, visit athletics.com slash suites. That's athletics.com slash suites. If you love chicken pies and a dynamic menu, then you're going to love the chicken pie shop of Walnut Creek. You have to try their world-famous chicken pie dinner, which has been served in Southern California for 80 years. That's a chicken pie shop right off Main Street in downtown Walnut Creek, located at 1251 Arroyo Way. Parking's easy, perfect for events, daily drink and food specials, and best of all, great food. Check out their menu at chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com, right off Main Street, Walnut Creek. Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Everything has to be a show. I totally forgot we were announcing All-Stars at 4 o'clock. That's on me. But, of course, they just don't announce the All-Star team. It's got to go in waves because you got commercial breaks and you got to make some money. So here's where we're at right now. Wilson Contreras is going to start for the Cub, uh, the Cubs. He will start as catcher for the National League. Freddie Freeman will be the first baseman for the National League. Cattell Marte will be the second baseman, D-backs, for the National League. Shortstop, Javi Baez, Cubs, will be the shortstop. Nolan Arenado outlasts our man Josh Donaldson. Remember when Donaldson got the most votes out of anybody when uh, he was uh, a Toronto Blue Jay? But Arenado will be the third baseman for the National League. And that's where we are right now. And they're just announcing that the Sanchino, Gary Sanchez, will be your starter behind the plate for the American League. You knew he was going to get that. A lot of people have asked how, how, how you could change this thing, how you can make it better. But what they want to do is they want to get everybody involved. They want to get everybody involved. See, back in the day, they gave us all-star ballots. Remember, you used to punch them? So basically, the people who actually went to games are the people who decided who's in the All-Star game. Now it's everybody online who's deciding it. Carlos Santana of the Cleveland Indians will be your starting first baseman, first All-Star appearance for him, as that'll be a big moment for Carlos, who's having a phenomenal year. He's the first Indian to start at first base in the All-Star game since? Since? Jim Tomei. The way you're watching the same thing I'm watching. Well, it's fitting because the All-Star game is in Cleveland this year, so nice to see an Indian player will be a starter in the 
in the All-Star game. Maybe we'll see a guy in the – well, I don't think we'll, see, think we'll see anyone in the home run derby, but it's good good for uh, Carlos Santana, who was traded for – remember, he was traded for Edwin Encarnacion because the uh, Mariners were re- rebuilding. Tommy Lastella, Jose Altuve, or DJ LeMahieu. LeMahieu's having a phenomenal – it's going to be LeMahieu, come on. So we're going to find out who's going to be the second baseman, and it is DJ LeMahieu will be the starting second baseman for the All-Star game. I hate the fact that you can vote online. Are you with me, or, or, or am I get off my lawn? Because you got all the you're just stuffing ballots, and whoever's market is the largest. I mean, how many small market guys are going to outlast big market guys? You're completely right, and I wanted to come out at the top of the break and say that my guy Josh Bell got screwed. He he, he leads the major leads in RBIs. He's a three thirteen average. He has fifty two extra base hits. And he had his 22nd home run tonight as the Astros lost two, th- two out of three of the Pirates. You're right, though. It's teams like the Yankees and the, we saw the Giants do this a few years ago where they were having people stuff the ballots to get people like Brandon Crawford into the All-Star game when they didn't deserve it. They're, you're just going to have these major market teams like the Cubs, the Yankees. Uh, I would say the Mets, but they're, that, that's not going to happen. Like the Red Sox, they're always going to have guys getting like, oh, we have an upset. Jorge Polanco is elected as the shortstop over Glaber Day, Glaber Torres. So a Minnesota twin, just as I was going to go, oh, my God, another big market guy. Minnesota, not a big market, but Minnesota having an unbelievable year. And we're going to see the Minnesota twins after this four-game set as they're leading the world in home runs. And are they taking – no, now we're going to get the third baseman. Bregman, Urshela, who's been amazing. Dozier, where is Matt Chapman? This is a really tough list because whatever the decision is, and even if you threw Matt Chapman in here, whatever the decision is, all these guys are deserving. It's uh, Alex Bregman is going to be the starter. Matt Chapman is tied for third in the AL this year in average exit velocity. How about that? Matt Chapman has homered, who homered on Wednesday, is hitting 354 with 10 extra base hits, 12 runs, and a 13-game on-base streak. But like I said, you're going to tell me Bregman's not deserving? Urshel has been unbelievable for the Yankees out of nowhere. I just hope that Matt Chapman gets into the game. The one thing, that we, going back quickly to second baseman in the AL, Altuve finished second ahead of Tommy Lasella. Altuve was on the, the injured list for a while, and he still got in because of the fan voting. I, I get it. Fans want to vote him in. that He's exciting. But Tommy Lasella is having a breakout season. He's been a journeyman for the Cubs, the, the Braves. And now you see what the Angels, he has 16 home runs and I think 44 RBIs, and he's hitting over 300 or close to it. I, I think he was more deserving than Altuve. But, you know, they're, they're, you're going to see a lot of these guys that are fan favorites get in, get more votes than guys like Lasella Wood or Hunter Dozier, who's having a great year for the Royals. I, I, I don't like, and we're in marketing. I probably shouldn't say this because we're under the marketing department. Yes, I'm in marketing now. I can't stand the, vote for our players, get out and vote for our players. It's like, you know, like how many times did we have to hear with the Warriors, dub the vote, dub the vote. I'm like, oh, my God, just let people vote. Just let people vote. That's real all-stars. Not stuff the ballot. I mean, it's a great thing to be an all-star, but some guys are just all. You're an all-star because of a computer. Are you an all-star because you should be an all-star? That happened a couple years ago. Do you remember when the Royals got Omar and Fonte into the uh, all-star game? As a, they tried to get him as a second baseman, 
he was like leading forever and it's like the guy like isn't he's he was in like 215 and he was the all the all-star second base for a while then they finally are like yeah no this isn't gonna happen because people are stuffing the ballots drives me nuts you know who could be the a's all-star and a lot of people probably haven't thought about this getting ready for this game liam hendricks liam hendricks and i know it's crazy because on June 25th, last year, he was DFA'd. Liam Hendricks, zero runs in his last 10 games. Zero. And it even gets better. Zero runs in 22 of his last 23 relief appearances. I mean, that is mind-blowing. Has not given up a run in 22 of his last 23 relief appearances. That is an ERA of 0.33. And overall, he has the second lowest ERA for a relief pitcher in the American League. The DH is about to be announced. You would have thought no-brainer for Chris Davis this year. But Chris has fallen off, and oh, my God, the comeback player of the year run continues. Hunter Pence is going to the All-Star game. I don't know if you watched any Giants baseball last year. Hunter Pence couldn't hit the ball. He He had trouble putting it in play. And once again, one of these guys that works with a swing guru... And Hunter Pence, what is he, 34, 35, something like that? This is an amazing story. I actually, so Hunter Pence did two interviews going out of town last year. He did KMBR, which obviously is their their flagship station, and then he did my show. So I essentially did the last Hunter Pence in-market interview with him. And talked about, you know, hey, you had a hell of a run here. You've had a hell of a career. It really was like a retirement interview. Got a lot of respect for him, what he did in Houston and what he did in Philly and then coming here to San Francisco. But we did an interview that was basically like a retirement interview. Thanks for the memories, right? Hunter Pence is an all-star. Hunter Pence. The, the guy was dead in the water. It is unbelievable. I mean, how's he not going to get comeback player? Of the, I mean, he would have to completely fall off the face of the earth in the second half to not get the comeback player of the year. A lot of respect for a guy that, and remember, he signs a minor league deal. Where did he go playing? The Dominican or Puerto Rico, somewhere like that? Dominican, yeah. He went down to the Dominican. How many guys at his age who have made that kind of money are going to go down to the Dominican? And he does. And he's the he and and they the Texas Rangers. They're nine games up. I think they're forty five and thirty six. Another his own teammate Mike Miner could be a uh, comeback player of the year award. Yeah, he just threw a complete too. game yesterday. Yeah, he's been really good. Those two guys have been carrying the Rangers, who are uh, right now the most surprising team in baseball. Texas Rangers was, were supposed to be in rebuild mode. They're forty four and thirty six, just five and a half games back. And that's going into today is the Astros have lost today, right? Yeah, and the Rangers won today already, so they're forty five and thirty six now. So so they're they're. The Rangers are only four and a half back. Coming up next, a lot of questions for the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. It's the David Force Show exclusively right here on A's Cast Live. 
collection of A's memorabilia, but can't make it to the Coliseum? During every weekend home series, the Oakland A's Community Fund will hold a digital silent auction through the MLB Ballpark app. You can bid on rare memorabilia items, including baseballs, jerseys, bats, game-used equipment, and autographed items. Proceeds from the silent auction benefit the Oakland A's Community Fund and its initiatives in the community. Download the app at athletics.com slash ballparkapp. Looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues? One of the latest additions to A's cast is The Farm. A look around the minor leagues with interviews, updates, and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors. It's time to grab your reserved space in the popular Connie Mack Club. The club space gives your group a private area located in Shive Park Tavern for the entire ball game. The Connie Mack Club features access to outdoor seating and includes a pre-game buffet filled with our highest-end food package. This area of the ballpark is perfect for 30 to 50 guests to kick back, relax, and enjoy the game. For more information about the Connie Mack Club and other group offers, visit athletics.com slash groups. Looking to understand what makes the A's tick? With weekly shows with manager Bob Melvin and general manager David Forst, now you get the inside scoop into the green and gold. Download A's Cast today or head to athletics.com slash podcast to get started. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or co-workers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program, presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com future for more information. Playing in Hero Town? It's only fitting to get your group together to reserve the Budweiser Hero Deck. Located next to the right field foul pole, this awesome new space can hold around 100 people and a bunch of home run balls. With an all-inclusive buffet, now is the time to be the hero of your friends and colleagues by grabbing tickets and a cold one for a great day at the ballpark. For more information about the Budweiser Hero Deck, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Now back to A's Cast Live, broadcasting from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. We got a killer show for you. If you're just joining us, David Force, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics, will join us in moments right after this interview. We're going to go to Dave Cavill and the build. What has recently happened and what's going on going forward as Dave's trying to get this stadium done? So a big show. That's why as an A's fan and a baseball fan, you want to be here. Through 81 games, the Athletics are 43-38. and 38. Through 81 games last year, the Athletics are 43-38. and 38. History repeats itself. Now it's a little bit of an odd number because 
You know, as we like to say in uh, sports radio, don't let the facts ruin a good story. Because the A's still have that game in Detroit that has to be made up. But 43-38 and 38 last year at this time, 43-38 and 38 at this year, at this year's point. David Forrest, the general manager, joins us here on A's Cast Live. What do you think about that, David? You're at the same number this year as you were last year at this point through 81 games. Are we going to be at the same number on uh, September 30th as we were last year? Because that's kind of the one that matters. 97 wins would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Uh, no, I'm, uh, look, we played great of late and, um, you know, got back to 500 and then kept on uh, kept on going past. So nice to be coming off a couple wins in St. Louis. Yes, and obviously the Cardinals, it's not easy to win there. And it's that dance with 500 that's so tough for teams. It's like... You get you you climb back to five hundred, then you lose a few, then you win a few. It's it's important right now before you get to the All Star break, wouldn't you say, to start really separating five hundred and getting away from that mark? Yeah, it, it is any time, and like you said, we we've sort of flirted with it a few times this year. We were a couple games over, struggled, went back down, and and now you hope. Maybe five games over, we're getting some separation. Um, not an easy stretch between here and the break, though. Four teams in Anaheim, who I think basically tonight, this might be their first time with a full lineup all year with Upton. Simmons is back tonight. So tough, tough task in Anaheim for four days. And Minnesota comes in, and, and they've been you know as good as anybody else in the league. So, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to keep playing well and, and distance ourselves from 500 by the time the break hits. Yeah, when last time we talked to you was about Frankie Montas, and you know what are you going to do to replace him? And it's hard to replace somebody who has those kinds of numbers. But how nice was it to see Daniel Mingdon start last night, shut out six innings? It was great. It was great. It was exactly you know, what I talked about that day and, and it, you know, difficult to lose Frankie and, and hard to imagine how you replace his production. But I, you know, but I talked that day when, when I, you know, met with the media and said, Hey, this, this group has been really good about stepping up. And uh, we've seen it all the way back to the beginning of 2018, whether it was because of injuries, you know, we lost all those starters last year, you know, whatever the case may be. So, uh, it gives everybody a boost when Daniel comes in, and, and he had his own struggles so far this year. But when he comes in and everybody knows, hey, this is Frankie's spot, what are we going to get out of it? And, and he goes out and gives a six shutout last night. That was huge. You know, not to get away from the A's, but right now, and I, I know you're not watching it, but right now their ESPN is doing the All-Star Selection Show. And we were actually going through it, David. It is amazing the amount of talent that's in the game, that's under 30 years old, and then also the amount of talent that's under 25 years old in this game. Have you ever seen this much young talent in the games that you've been working in the big leagues? It's, it's hard to remember a time when, uh, yeah, when it looked this way. And, and I think we've seen the game the last few years skewing younger um, and whether that's just because you know the talent is is incredible or you know young players are getting more opportunity whatever the case may be um, yeah you see you see guys under 25 you see guys contributing as soon as they get to the big leagues which didn't used to be the case I mean you sort of you sort of used to expect guys to come up and and struggle and you know even if they had some success the league adjusted to them and they'd go through a sophomore slump and um, whether it's the technology, the video, or just the sheer talent, uh, you see so many guys now come up and, and just hit the ground running. It's it's fun to watch. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you got a bunch of guys going to be starting the outfield for the National League who are under 25 years old. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. And and the other guys yell it. She's only 27. I wonder, David, when you and I were growing up, they want us play football, play basketball, play baseball, run track. They want us to. Now everybody wants you to play one sport, and they're all playing in these showcases. They're all playing year round. Do you think that's one of the reasons why this young talent is coming up to the big league level and they're ready to play? It may be a factor. Yeah, it's probably, it's, a, it's a good thought. Um, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of things about that specialization that maybe aren't great for kids or maybe aren't things you should encourage. But one of the things that happens is these, you know, kids, you know, in, in high school are playing against the best competition and all these kids playing in showcases or area co games, things like that. They're seeing the, the best players from around the country and, and they sort of grow up with those guys. And, you know, the big leagues is just another step. It's, it's kind of a guys they grew up playing against. So maybe it's not quite as, as daunting as it once was. Well, we've talked about this before about the trading deadline is set and there's no waiver wire process. Have, have you started to see, more phone calls, more emails, more, more more action around the league right now? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you and I talked about it last week, but I, I thought it would kick up. Maybe not till the All-Star break, but I'm certainly – you're seeing the, the rumor mill start and seeing some of the articles. I know the guys – the guys on the other side of the Bay are already getting a lot of attention for some of the players they might trade. So um, I think it's starting to kick in. You, you, you see the articles out there and see, you know, see the Jeff Passons of the world tweeting about who's, who's talking about who. So uh, it's only a matter of time before it kicks into high gear. Yeah, well, back in the day, we knew that uh, the two teams were not going to do a deal, right? Brian Sabian, Billy Bean, <laughs> and yourself are not going to do Bobby Evans, you guys are not doing a deal. Do you think that's different now because your buddy Farhan's over with the Giants now? Uh, I, I do, yeah. You know, I, I never believed that there was no way we were going to do a deal with those guys. Bobby and I used to talk all the time. We just we never kind of found enough common ground to get it done. I don't think it was a reluctance on either side to to trade across the water but but certainly with far on there he's uh he's a a frequent trading partner of ours we made some deals with the dodgers when he was there and um you know just just by virtue of having friendly conversation things will come up so i wouldn't uh i wouldn't count it out so when I think about your team, in an ideal world, obviously you're not going to mention everybody, we don't want you to, but in an ideal world, what would you improve with this team going forward? Well, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I think, well, look, we just talked about Frankie's spot in the rotation, and, uh, you know, Daniel did a great job, and then he's going to continue to be in that spot. But I think we, we know just on past history we're going to continue to need to add options to the rotation. Uh, hopefully we have some of those in-house. Um, you know, Jesus continues to pitch well. Sean Manaya uh, is doing better and, and hopes to get out there soon. So maybe you have some internal options there. Um, you know, bullpen is, is an area that we've, we've looked at in the past, had some success at prior deadlines, uh, augmenting that unit. And, um, you know, that, that could be an option. Uh, I don't know position player-wise. You know, I, I think Bob's got a lot of good options in his lineup. And, um, you know, similarly got some depth in AAA. So, there, you know, a little bit of everything. We're going to look at all the options, but uh, it's hard to kind of handicap it right now. I'm glad you bring up AAA. 
because every single day they send us the notes from the minor league system, and you start looking at these box scores, and you start looking at these crazy averages, you're looking at these crazy home runs, and you're seeing the ERAs are so inflated for every team, all these guys. How do you really evaluate AAA right now when the numbers are just off the charts? Yeah, it's uh, it's a different environment, and there's a there's a couple things that work there. Obviously, moving to Vegas, we expected uh, you know there were going to be some good hitting environments, particularly in the the west part of the PCL. Um, you know, if you're playing in Vegas, Albuquerque, Reno, frequently you're you're going to see some balls fly. Um, but the other thing is they're they're using the major league ball down there, and I think the way we've seen things spike in the big leagues it's now happening at triple a so there's there's certainly some translation that has to happen for both hitters and pitchers down there um now that said you know i'm not i'm not here to discount what some of those guys are doing and uh you know mateo's been the guy who's been most consistent from opening day but but sheldon noisy's gotten hot of late franklin barreto over his last hundred plus paid a plate appearances has been as good as anybody in the PCL. So it is It is nice to get, see guys have results down there. We're going to have the astrophysicist, Dr. Meredith Wills. She's been all <laughs> over talking about the ball. We're going to actually have her on today at 530. What are your thoughts on, on this baseball? I uh, That will be interesting. I'll have to listen because I read her article yesterday in The Athletic, and it's, you know, ultimately it's what people have been talking about, what we've sort of assumed now for a while, that there are – scientific physical reasons to explain what's happening you know with home runs and i you know i don't have any reason to doubt her methods and and what she uh what she found out and wrote so look the science is pretty clear at this point the ball is different and we're gonna have to adjust the way we play to that baseball well you guys you're loving it because your ball club's got 75 home runs in the last 40 games that's the third most in the big leagues. Only the Twins and the Yankees have more. I, you know, we have seen you know, a lot of people like to say, David, that, ah, oh, you know, okay, you can hit home runs in the regular season, but once you get to the postseason, but as last year's postseason showed us, the teams that hit home runs were the teams that won. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It doesn't change in the postseason. I'm not a uh, subscriber to the theory that uh, – the game changes. You got to go small ball. No, I, I think the the adage stands even in the postseason. Uh, ball go far, team go far. So I think it holds up. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> That's all right. I stole it from somebody anyway. So <laughs> you might as well take it. <laughs> David, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you next week before the All Star break. All right, Chris. Sounds good. The David Four Show only right here on A's Cast Live. It's the same thing with the Bob Melvin Show. The only place you can get it is A's Cast Live. Tell your friends. Show them how to download A's Cast on the TuneIn app. It's easy. But to get all this content, I mean, look what we have coming up next. We've got the president of the organization, Dave Cavill, The Build. All these special shows are all right here on A's Cast Live. Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com slash community. That's athletics.com slash community. 
Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new Half Moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or co-workers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the Terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. From sweet plans to single-game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's suites, visit athletics.com suites. That's athletics.com suites. If you're a baseball fan and a parent, you've probably had to explain to your kid that a 2-2 count isn't something a ballerina wears. As a parent or even a sibling, you may have also had to explain that a makeup game doesn't involve lipstick or mascara. But as a parent and an A's fan, we do hope you know about our new A's stomping ground. This awesome space is open and waiting for you. From awesome new games for kids to interactive activities, the A's Stomping Ground is right for you and your family. So the next time the kids want to know what a sandwich pick is or who got that 2-2 pitch, you will know it's time to go to a ball game and visit the A's Stomping Ground, a free area in right field for kids and families. Visit athletics.com slash stomping ground to learn today. That's athletics.com slash stomping ground. Back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Oh boy. Organizational chaos is continuing throughout the day with the New York Mets. We should get like the days of our lives thing. Like sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. They are an absolute train wreck. Now sources are coming out that the Mets are just furious with Jason Vargas. Remember, their manager twice, Mickey Calloway, twice had a chance to say, yeah, I screwed up. I'm sorry. We should, that shouldn't have happened. So then they called him, said, get back out there a third time, and that's when he apologized. They had to call the media back in. Oh, my God. The Mets are an absolute train wreck. Well, now joining us, it's time for the build with the president of your Oakland Athletics, Dave Cavill. You can follow him on Twitter, at Dave Cavill. Dave, your ball club is getting hot here in late June. 
I, I love seeing that. That's a trend. We like doing that, and it's a lot of fun for our fans, and I love it as well. It's amazing. Yeah, last year at this time, 43-38. and 38. This year, 43-38. and 38. But you, you can just get the sense. The balls are flying out of the ballpark. You're starting to get really good pitching. And as we talk about the build of the stadium, it's like Bob Melvin building this team up and making a playoff run. Well, uh, Billy Bean and David Forrest have done an amazing job building a great roster. And then, you know, Bob Melvin, you know, day in, day out, managing these guys, especially the young players. And you're just seeing the development on a day-to-day basis every game, how players are stepping up, new, younger players. And then guys are getting better and better, like Chappie and Olsen. And it's just it's tremendous to see it. And uh, it's fun to watch a young team like that kind of gel. Did you ever bowl when you were a kid? Oh, I did. I grew up in Ohio. There was a lot of bowling. <laughs> well, well, I've been saying you're like a bowler because you just keep knocking down all these pins. And we got to see the tweet from Rob, Rob Bonta on the assembly bill, 1191. Tell us what passed and how great that was for you and your staff. Well, that was kind of the last big hurdle before we go to the floor for the final vote. And it was the Senate Natural Resource Committee, which is a tough committee to get through. You know, they're very diligent in the way they look at these types of developments on the waterfront. Um, this is a big deal. It's something, obviously, they did at AT&T Park in San Francisco as well. But that was 20 years ago. And so they're relooking at all these different provisions. And we put a great proposal together. We worked hand-in-hand with all the agencies. And we got a unanimous vote, another unanimous vote from the dais. And it was just a great moment. I was there with the mayor testifying, and um, I think we were just really pleased with the outcome and getting closer and closer to having that piece of legislation passed and signed by the governor. You know, the one thing that's great about this project is you guys are just not sitting there saying, we need to get a ballpark. You care about everybody, all your partners and your neighbors that are going to be there at the port, and you want it not only to be viable for the A's, you want it to be viable for everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it's being a good neighbor. You know, we've been here 51 years, and, you know, I just spent all afternoon in San Francisco at the Seaport Advisory Committee of the Bay Conservation and Development Commission, and we were talking about that very thing, how to make sure that our ballpark, its associated new district and development, works for the maritime sector, works for the neighborhood, make sure it works for Oakland, and just making sure all the stakeholders have a say, and you have to be very proactive about that and be solution oriented and engage people in an open and transparent way. And that's been really a theme and a guiding principle of our project. And that's what we'll continue to do as we move forward and get to all the final approvals and the groundbreaking. And then we finally open it, which will be an amazing day. You know, I've been doing this long enough that I remember when people are like going, you're going to build a ballpark south of market in China basin. Are you insane? And now here we are in 2019, not only do you have the Giants, but now you're going to have the Warriors over there. Are, are you, able, are you able, able just to point across the bay and go, yeah, it works. Just look across the bay. You'll see how it works. Well, and also to Petco in San Diego, which is also like kind of near the maritime area. So, like, we, we, especially at the state level when you're dealing with the whole state, we have two really good examples that have been so successful in terms of the development making sure that all the, the areas around the new ballpark are done appropriately, Petco, AT&T, now Oracle Park. And so we have a blueprint, and the success has happened twice in this very state, you know, once right across the bay. And uh, we're going to make sure we learn from that and make sure our project is as successful 
or more successful than those? I asked people to text in questions, and Glenn texted in about July 2nd. There's going to be a presentation on Howard Terminal Transportation Plan. Big stuff for the fans. Tell us about July 2nd. Well, that's going to be a meeting of a subcommittee of the Oakland City Council to give just an overview of where the project is, both in terms of its timelines, the um, environmental report process, and probably the thing that people are most aware of or understand, which is the transportation plan. So making sure we devise the best system to get to and from Howard Terminal and Jack London Square and how a lot of the transportation improvements, whether it's the gondola or bus routes or ferry service, not only helps our ballpark, but it helps that part of the city on an everyday basis. And that's something I think the city council and the rest of the community is very interested in. And it's a reason why a lot of these ballpark projects have such a positive impact is because they bring benefits beyond baseball. Yeah, because th- this, this baseball park will be so different. You know, I've been able to travel around the country during the fall and the winter, and a lot of the baseball parks are next to the football stadiums, and the baseball parks are just closed. You're talking mm-hmm. about a ballpark that will be 365. The gondola goes 365. The the park yep. on the roof is 365. Talk about how you know your ballpark will never really close. No, it's going to be a traffic generator. It'll be a reason to come to Oakland, to come to the waterfront, to activate the Jack London Square District, which has never really re- achieved its potential. Um, and so I think that's something that you know not only will be good economically. But it's going to bring new people to Oakland, and they're going to be exposed to it, and they may move there, or they may move their business there, or want to work there, and that's going to be really important for the future success of the community. And the ballpark could be kind of like a lighthouse to attract folks, and then you have all these other days of activity on top of that. So it just becomes a win-win, and I think it's important that we articulate that vision, we achieve it, but we do it in a responsible way where everyone's bought into it, has their say, and the plan is fully baked because you see other venues, Bay Area, other parts of the country, where maybe they try to not have all that type of input, and then you just end up with a plan that's not as successful. When I was growing up in San Diego, you would not go downtown. Downtown was a rough place. No one went down there. And you now look at it, the gas lamp. You mentioned Petco Park is one of the stadiums you point at. We all know what was going on in San Francisco before Pac Bell Park opened up. How important is it for you to really have a great relationship with the small businesses that are already there and the potential small business owners that will be around the block? Oh, that that's what makes our ballpark and our project truly unique and really makes it, you know, kind of like Oaklandish, you know. So you have the great business owners in and around the area, where it's, whether it's Everett and Jones, the great barbecue place in Jack London Square or Merchant Saloon or you know, all the different great locations, fours, the restaurants, not only are they going to thrive, but you're going to have new spots for new small business owners to come in and set up restaurants. And whether it's boba tea or barbecue or, you know, wide variety of different um, options for our local community, people are going to love that. And that's going to make it unique. And it's going to be really great for business and commerce. You know, I know politicians can get in front of cameras or microphones and say one thing, but they're really thinking another And recently, we just had Libby Schaff on, the mayor of Oakland, 
and knowing her over the years, and I have a friend that's uh, really close to her, she's all in. She's all in Oakland. She's all in Oakland A's. How important is that to have the mayor that you know that she is truly genuine about getting this done? It's critical because you need to have the buy-in from the public sector and from the city and having that leadership in City Hall and, you know, her support of everything that we're doing, that's the only reason we've gotten this far. And then that's going to be the only way we get the whole way, the whole distance, and get the approvals over the next six months and get to our groundbreaking. And so she's been a great advocate for everything we're doing. She's working both in front of the scenes and behind the scenes to create that success. And it's, it's beyond even her. It's the city council members, folks like Larry Reed, Lynette McElhaney, you know, people on the council who care about their city, want to see this done right. You know, we're just getting that support. That's why so many of these votes have been unanimous, because people want to see this happen. And I think that's just a great um, position that we're in at this stage of the project. Are you shocked at all how well you've done in all these votes? Well, it's hard to know what to expect. I mean, you could just have to take one day at a time and just make sure that you're putting your best foot forward and, you know, having a plan that makes sense and, um, you know, listening to people. And, and so, you know, we're just going to continue to operate that way, and hopefully the, the narrative and the, and the message is received. What is the, 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 the next biggest hurdle for you? Well, we got to get both of these bills passed and signed. And so that, you know, we have the trust exchange, which we just had the unanimous vote. That's going to go to appropriations committee in August and then a, a vote on the floor in late August. And then we have next week on the 3rd of July, uh, the final hearing for SB 293, which is the tax increment financing, which helps with the infrastructure for sea level rise and transportation. That's another really important bill. And that's kind of the last hearing for that one as well. And so, we're kind of in the final stages, the late innings on the state legislation and getting those things done and signed you know, in September, early October by the governor. That's really our next key thing to get over. And uh, we're really support we've received from community members, fans, people coming out to Sacramento, speaking on behalf of the project, our union supporters. Everyone has been really instrumental in showing the elected leaders how important this project is for Oakland and our community. I find that fascinating. You talk about sea level rise because of global warning, warming. We know the sea is going to rise. We just don't know how much of it's going to rise over the years. Uh, how do you go about that with your architects and do you bring scientists in? Yeah, you do. And we have geotechnical engineers. We have the Arca Ingalls group who has a lot of experience building on the water around the world. Um, and we're going to be raising the site and creating a plan for adaption and making sure that it can have sustainable use for several hundred years. If not, it's just going to over flood. So that's the thing. Like if, if our project doesn't happen there, it's, it's that area, that terminal area and many of the areas around it um, could be very susceptible to sea level rise and the negative effects. So this is going to have a positive impact on that part um, of the shoreline. Well, the A's are winning. You're winning. Life is good here in late June. Good luck the next two weeks, and we'll reconnect on the build. Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Go ahead. Dave Cavill. He's not going to be in the Bowling Hall of Fame up in Reno. He just keeps knocking down pins. That is, it's, uh, it, it's an exciting time. And once again, the A's are winning. We'll talk about that 
and we'll talk about another guy who uh, he's not winning. He's absolutely a buffoon. We'll talk about it right here on A's Cast Live. Playing in Hero Town, it's only fitting to get your group together to reserve the Budweiser Hero Day. Located next to the right field foul pole, this awesome new space can hold around 100 people and a bunch of home run balls. With an all-inclusive buffet, now is the time to be the hero of your friends and colleagues by grabbing tickets and a cold one for a great day at the ballpark. For more information about the Budweiser Hero Day, visit athletics.com slash premium today. The future is bright in Oakland and the East Bay. 15,000 local youth baseball and softball players are participating in the Future A's program, presented by Kaiser Permanente. The club's new initiative provides complimentary jerseys and hats to local youth baseball and softball leagues. Teams also receive additional benefits and support, including development clinics, tickets to A's games, and more. Visit athletics.com future for more information. Looking to take A's cast on the road with you on your next jog or road trip? Head over to athletics.com slash podcasts and you can download episodes of Taking Effect, Green and Gold History, A Season on the Road, and more. Visit athletics.com slash podcasts today. Looking to understand what makes the A's tick? With weekly shows with manager Bob Melvin and general manager David Forst, now you get the inside scoop into the green and gold. Download A's cast today or head to athletics.com slash podcast to get started. Who doesn't love a good happy hour? The Cornerstone gives your group a unique happy hour experience. The area treats up to 40 to 50 guests with a package that includes food and beverage along with an intimate pregame experience. Plus, the experience comes with an awesome seating option that we can build to fit your needs. To learn more about the Cornerstone and other unique group experiences, visit athletics.com slash groups. Athletics.com slash groups. It's time to grab your reserved space in the popular Connie Mack Club. The club space gives your group a private area located in Shive Park Tavern for the entire ball game. The Connie Mack Club features access to outdoor seating and includes a pre-game buffet filled with our highest-end food package. This area of the ballpark is perfect for 30 to 50 guests to kick back, relax, and enjoy the game. For more information about the Connie Mack Club and other group offers, visit athletics.com groups. Hey kids, have you ever wanted to run the bases like your favorite A's player? Well, here's your chance. Children ages 14 and under can come onto the field following most Sunday home games and race around the bases with A's mascot Stomper there to cheer them on. Make sure to pack your running shoes so you can show off your speed. Race Around the Bases is brought to you by the Oakland A's Community Fund. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. One and and Mike Fires has thrown his second no-hitter. And 29 other MLB clubs. 2-2 pitch on Trout, and he blasts one. Way back! Goal for Yelich! Tony Bellinger hits one out. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From the opener to launch angles to clutch moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. All right, this isn't the first time or it's going to be the last time that there's altercations with the media. It's not Jason Vargas. It's, it's, it's unbelievable 
how this guy just does not get it. And we're talking about the incident with Tim Healy, New York Post, with Mickey Calloway, and then Jason Vargas doubled down after that and threatened the guy that he was going to knock him the blank out. Mickey Calloway met with the media the next day. By the way, one of the Wilpons, the owners, called the writer to apologize that night. Mickey Calloway the next day met with the media, didn't say sorry. Just kind of, ah, we've talked about it. Boys will be boys. The next day, they made him talk about it again. Oh, and also on that first day after the incident, Jason Vargas said, hey, the team's made a statement, whatever. So then the next day, so this is two days after, Mickey Calloway comes back, talks to the media, still doesn't really give you much. And then about an hour before the game, the Mets call the media back in. And Mickey Calloway says, yeah, looks like uh, upstairs didn't like what I had to say, so let me tell you, I'm sorry. So it took three times for him to say sorry. Vargas on the first opportunity just totally downplayed it. Here he is again. I mean, this is unbelievable. Jason, do you have any explanation for what went down Sunday in Chicago? What's that? Do you have any explanation for what went down Sunday in Chicago? Uh, Yeah, sure. Um, It was an unfortunate confrontation. Um, I don't think all the information was really out there. I don't think that this is the time to get into that. But I think that, um, you know, anybody that knows me or anybody that's played with me and um, through the duration of my career is there's never been a situation like that. So to think that it just happened out of the blue would be foolish. So, um, I mean, for the info to be out there like that and for one side to be told, it's just not it. But, I mean, you've had a chance to tell your side of it, though, and you didn't, you haven't really told anybody your side of it, right? Well, because it's over. Our organization made a statement. We put an end to it. But I think it's pretty obvious that all the info wasn't out there. Uh, it's not over. Because all you had to do was say sorry for threat- physically threatening somebody, and it would have been over. would have been over a couple days ago. This is New York. This isn't Kansas City. This isn't Milwaukee. This is New York. This isn't going away. And now sources within the Mets are saying they're furious with him, and they might just want to get rid of him. I mean, oh, there's more that needs to come out. Uh, everybody was there, saw it. What, what, what are you talking about? You can't be a buffoon with the media in 2019, and you're never going to beat the New York media. You're never. Now joining us, and he can speak to it, as he was one of the premier left-handers of his time, and I always like to call him the greatest San Jose State Spartan to have ever played at San Jose State. Mark Langston joins us, who's a part of the radio broadcast for the Angels. Mark, how are we doing today? Townsend, we're doing well. How are you doing? We're doing great. And I just, this whole debacle in, in New York with the Mets, and they keep losing, and now they're getting into it with the media, and no one can just come out and say sorry. Have you seen something like this in your career? Uh, you know, everybody's a little more sensitive in today's game. So I have definitely seen stuff like this that maybe would have played out a little bit differently. You've seen confrontations in the locker rooms with players in the media. Uh, and it just, it doesn't seem to play out on the big stage like this one is playing out. 
Let's get to this game tonight, and great news about Shohei Otani actually throwing in the bullpen. We know he's not going to pitch this year, but, I mean, over the last 21 games, his OPS is through the roof. He's hitting 377. He's got six home runs, 17 RBI. You're talking about a guy who's a primetime pitcher and a primetime hitter, and it's like baseball doesn't really understand. We haven't seen this since Babe Ruth. As a former player, how do you take it in that this guy can do it as a pitcher and a hitter? You know, last year was the big question mark was can he hit? Because stuff is stuff, and he had the stuff. He had the 100 mile an hour fastball, the great split, the good slider, and the curveball to go with it. So you figure that's going to play. It doesn't matter which league you play in, that will play. Offensively, I thought, okay, it's going to be way more difficult for him to make the adjustment offensively. These guys are so good over here. Uh, and that's the part that really surprised me is offensively the adjustments that this guy has made on the fly. And there's been people that have been close to him over from Japan that said he might be a better hitter than he is a pitcher. And I was going, there's no way that that's even possible. Uh, but sure enough, man, he is a force in this Angels lineup. Uh, he can beat you in so many different ways. We've seen him get infield hits. Other than Trout, he might be the second fastest guy, or he actually might be the fastest guy on this ball club. He can steal bases for you. He's got opposite field power, like uh, a right-handed pole hitter. Uh, he's, it's an amazing, amazing talent, and the fact that uh, he chose the Angels was was the big uh, you know, Christmas gift for the Angels. Yeah, you talked about his speed. That was one of the first things we recognized in Oakland, how fast he gets down the line, and and the thing is, is he's not a small guy. He's a big dude. He is 6'4", and uh, you can pick him up and put him down. And it's so smooth. It's silky smooth. And he's caught a lot of infielders. They're starting to pick up, obviously, or, or catch on now. But a lot of infielders, they, they feel the ball. They get it. They set it in their hand. They, they get ready to throw across, and they look, uh-oh. They have to really get rid of it in a heartbeat because that's how fast he is down that line. And Base running, to me, is still something that is, is maybe a little bit of a hiccup for him. He's still learning the aspect of how uh, you run bases over here in this league because you, you've got to be more aggressive. With that kind of speed, you're usually, you want these guys taking that extra base and force the defense to make the plays. He's still grasping that, and we're starting to see him really kind of take hold of that. He's, he's such a fast learner. Baseball is everything for this guy. He lives it, breathes it, dies it. it all about baseball. So uh, you, you, we've seen it, all the adjustments offensively that he's made. Now the base running, I, I, I'm starting to see that being incorporated in his game also. So Justin Bohr is back from AAA, and ever since he's been back, he's been red hot. So that starts to, you know, the balance of Brad Osmus. What do you do with Otani, who has to DH, pool holes, Bohr? There's a dynamic there. There's three guys to play two positions. Well, Shohei is, is obviously going to be the, the primary DH. So that was everybody knew that going into this season. And once Shohei got back and got into this lineup, he was going to hit against lefties and righties. So it was basically for Albert. Albert, if he's going to get his at bats, he's got to be out on the field. And the Angels want Albert on the field as much as they can. He's a Gold Glove first baseman. He is very talented first baseman. So he doesn't have the range, obviously, that he used to have. But he, you get it anywhere in the vicinity, and he picks everything. So uh, he makes the Angels that much better when he's on the field. Now the Angels have done a very nice job of trying to keep Albert healthy and, and know how important he is to this ball club from the standpoint you, he can't play 
in, you know, 140 games at first base. They're going to have to pick and choose. That's where Justin Bohr comes in, and they'll give Albert a day off, and Bohr can go out there and play first base. But uh, the, the, the at-bats for DH, they are taken by Shohei Otani. And you think about both these clubs going tonight where the A's are now a season high, five games over 500. The Angels gotten a game over 500. Talk about the confidence you're seeing in the Angels ball club. Definitely for the first time, and it'll be tonight, will be the first time this is going to be the lineup that uh, they envisioned in spring training. They haven't seen it all season long. Uh, Justin Anderson was hurt. I mean, Justin Upton was hurt at the beginning of the season. They didn't have him, and then they lost Angleton Simmons. Uh, so it's been pieces here and there. Finally, tonight, the entire lineup, how they kind of had it mapped out in spring training, will all be in there for the first time. Uh, so, and, and this is a, a formidable lineup. Uh, you really look at it up and down. Uh, there's, it's a difficult lineup. If you're the guy that's on the mound to pitch through, there's not a whole lot of outs in this lineup at all. And when you've got, you know, Albert Pujols hitting in the uh, sixth slot, um, you know, and then Angleton Simmons hitting in the seventh hole. So it's a pretty good lineup. And I think that's what they're banking on here from this point on to hopefully keep everybody healthy. And if they are, they're going to score runs, and they're going to score a lot of runs, something that uh, they need to do. They need to pick up the pitching staff. That is the weakness for this ball club is their rotation. And I think about these next four games where you just talked about that offense. The A's have won seven of their last nine, and during that span they have outscored their opponents 50-29. to I think we're going to have a lot of fireworks the next four days. Well, especially as the ball has been flying out of every ballpark across America, there's no doubt that uh, you could see some fireworks in this ballpark. The Angels are going to send a youngster, and I do like this guy, Griffin Canny, on the mound tonight. I think he's been the most consistent guy the Angels have had in the rotation all season long. Skaggs has started to uh, really pick it up. Andrew Heaney's had some moments, but it's been Griffin Canny. He's done a nice job of keeping the team in the game every start that he goes. And now if he gets a little bit of offense to go with it, uh, he, he should start reeling off some wins because he's a guy that can pitch into the six-plus innings and keep games close. Well, how about this? Coming up at 530, I have Dr. Meredith Wills, who's the astrophysicist who wrote the article on The Athletic, how the ball has changed. It's going to be real interesting. So, I, I mean, obviously something's going on. What do you think about the baseball in 2019? You know, uh, there's definitely something with the baseball uh, the way I see it because, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing, you know, at-bats. And we saw it yesterday, and Justin Bohr hit a ball, and he's a big, strong guy. And so you got to you have to equate that into the, into the equation also. But it was a pitch down and away off the end of the bat, and he hit it out opposite field uh, to where you're going, wow, how in the world was he able to do it? Now, again, he's a big, strong guy. That one doesn't really stand out as much as some of the other stuff that we've seen here in the 2019 season. You know, to me, they have balls that they, they can change the balls in and out, and you see it in home run derby. There, there's home run derby. They want you to hit the ball out of the ballpark. So that ball is made differently than the other balls. So I don't know how where this ball factors into that ball, but I know that they have the ability to kind of maybe maneuver the balls a little bit. You can't tell me it's the same ball that we've seen maybe five years ago or less. There's just that's impossible. And then one of the big reasons is obviously you see this ball being used at the AAA level, and their home run rec, their home run numbers are off the charts. 
It is absolutely crazy what we're seeing at AAA right now to where the numbers are off the charts for the offensive guys, but the pitchers' ERAs, are, it's like, oh, my God. Can you imagine trying to pitch in AAA right now? Plus, you have all the factors of these different ballparks, whether it's the desert air or you're playing in elevation. Yeah, oh, for sure. you you got to have to look the other way at cut some of the numbers and just see how's it coming out of his hand. Is he able to maintain his stuff deeper in the game? There's got to be a completely different evaluation when you're looking at guys down at the uh, AAA level now because of uh, because of the baseball. And as you mentioned, there's already the ballpark, especially the PCL, where the ball really flies out. So uh, definitely uh, different uh, standards as far as evaluation is concerned. Let's end on this. What was it like seeing the St. Louis Cardinals and their fans honor Albert Pujols the way they did? Never seen anything like it. I have never seen anything like it in all the years I've been around in the game of baseball, whether a player or since I've been doing the broadcasting stuff. It was one of the most impressive scenarios to where these people, you could feel the love. And his first at-bat, it was was over 90 seconds uh, of standing ovation. And the the cool thing about it was Yadier Molina, their superstar, he's behind the plate. He just moves in front of home plate, and he gives Albert the space and the time, it was special. It was emotional for everybody that was in that ballpark. Certainly was emotional for Albert. A, a, uh, and it was every time. It wasn't just like that at-bat. It was every at-bat. Everybody stood on. And they packed the place. The first game that uh, that, that the Angels played there is the crowd they've ever had in that building. And that's including World Series, postseason, everything. So they, they came out in droves to really support and say thank you to Albert Pools, and uh, it, it was is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the game of baseball. Mark, you're the best, and uh, ha- have a uh, have a great call tonight and a good four games, and we'll talk to you next time you're up here. You got it, anytime, Townsend. The greatest San Jose State Spartan of all time. He's the goods, and he was like one of the best soccer players in Santa Clara County. Up next, I have a stat for you. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Wait till you hear that. I'm not. I'm not overselling this. I've got a stat that you're going to just go, "Wow!" Right here on A's Cast Live. Looking to take A's Cast on the road with you on your next jog or road trip? Head over to athletics.com/podcasts, and you can download episodes of Taking Effect, Green and Gold History, A Season on the Road, and more. Visit athletics.com/podcasts today. Chris Townsend for nestbedding.com. If you've been mattress shopping, you know the cost of a memory foam mattress is insane. And what do you know about the company that makes the mattress and the other one that sold it to you? Check out my friends at nestbedding.com, a local company that actually makes the mattress they sell right here in the USA, which means you get a high-quality memory foam mattress at half the cost, and shipping is always free. I love this company, local business, made in the USA, free shipping. Did I mention their lifetime guarantee? Mattress and bedding needs. Go to Nest betting.com looking for the latest on the A's minor leagues one of the latest additions to A's cast is the farm a look around the minor leagues with interviews updates and profiles on the future A's tearing up the minors if you're a baseball fan and a parent you've probably had to explain to your kid that a 2-2 count isn't something a ballerina wears 
As a parent or even a sibling, you may have also had to explain that a makeup game doesn't involve lipstick or mascara. But as a parent and an A's fan, we do hope you know about our new A's stomping ground. This awesome space is open and waiting for you. From awesome new games for kids to interactive activities, the A's stomping ground is right for you and your family. So the next time the kids want to know what a sandwich pick is or who got that 2-2 pitch, you will know it's time to go to a ball game and visit the A's stomping ground, a free area in right field for kids and families. Visit athletics.com slash stomping ground to learn today. That's athletics.com slash stomping ground. Want to add to your collection of A's memorabilia but can't make it to the Coliseum? During every weekend home series, the Oakland A's Community Fund will hold a digital silent auction through the MLB Ballpark app. You can bid on rare memorabilia items, including baseballs, jerseys, bats, game-used equipment, and autographed items. Proceeds from the silent auction benefit the Oakland A's Community Fund and its initiatives in the community. Download the app at athletics.com slash ballpark app. Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. Now back to A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. We're going to need to go over the all-star starters. I'm telling you, it's crazy how many of these guys are under 25. Two out of the three National League outfielders, Bellinger and Acuna Jr., are under 25. Yelich is only 27. Bregman's under 30. I mean, the only old guy is Hunter Pence. I mean, it's crazy the amount of young talent that is in Major League Baseball right now. Unreal. Hunter Pence. They did not give a D8. Josh Bell, your your guy from Pittsburgh, could be the DH. Why don't they make him the DH? I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. I look, went back and looked at the voting. He lost by, like, I think it was, like, a little over one percentage uh, vote to Freddie Freeman. So it was really close. So they don't name a DH for the National League, but they will have a designated hitter in the National League. Yeah, it's and he seems like the most logical choice. I think Mark DeRosa had it earlier on. D-Row? D-Row had it on uh, MLB Network that he – he put out his picks, and he said that Bell was going to be should be the DH. So we'll see, but I think he's the most logical choice uh, playing at uh, progressive field. There's so many young players in this game; it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But I'll give you crazy. You want to get nutty? Let's get nutty with some numbers here. 162. The New York Yankees. I might use this tonight. Don't tell anybody in the broadcast. The Yankees have not been shut out in 162 straight games. It's the longest streak going. So essentially they have played a full season dating back to last year where they haven't been shut out for 162 games. Now you're saying to yourself, well, that's got to be the record, right? 
106. You don't get shut out for 162 games. A's threw a shutout yesterday. I have it in the notes here. What the heck? Third shutout of the year. So the Yankees have not been shut out in 162 games. That is the longest streak since the 2000-2001 Cincinnati Reds. 208 straight games without being shut out. Now that is unreal. But as I told you, this stat was going to be really, really good because that is not the record. It's not even close to the record. When I heard this today, and Commander Cody and I were talking about this, I could not believe this. The record, you got to go back to 1931 through 1933. Multiple seasons. The New York Yankees from 31 to 33 did not get shut out for 308 games. Wow. 308 straight games, you scored at least one run. I mean, that's back when, I mean, come on. That's back when where there were tons of shutouts. Offense wasn't like it was like, they didn't have the juice ball back then. They didn't have juice players, juice balls. They had bigger strike zones. Guys wore wool uniforms. Pitchers were out there sweating like you wouldn't believe. 1931 to 1933, they went 308 games without getting shut out. But when they finally did get shut out, here's a little note for you. As I like to call them, nuggies. It's a nugget, a nuggy nug. When they finally did in the streak of 308 straight games without getting shut out, who shut them out? Well, on August 3rd, 1933, Philadelphia Athletic Lefty Grove shut out the New York Yankees. I say it all the time. You can't tell the history of this game without talking about the athletics. Whether it's Philly, Kansas City, or Oakland, when you go through all these different years and all these decades, the A's have been a prominent player in the history of this game. And don't ever forget about the history back in Philadelphia. Connie Mack and the boys had some incredible teams. Championships, Hall of Famers, pretty special. You know, I've been talking about the baseball, but what the hell do I know? I'm just some radio guy. I'm not even a radio guy anymore. I'm just a I'm just a I'm just an app guy now. <laughs> I'm just a guy on an app. That's all I am is a guy on an app. Ball go far, team goes far, as the general manager David Force said. So, up next here on A's Cast Live, probably will be the smartest person we ever bring on this show, an astrophysicist, Dr. Meredith Wills, is going to tell us how and why the ball has changed in 2019 next Right here on A's Cast Live. 
Want to give back to the community along with some of your favorite A's players and front office staff? Through the A's volunteer team, fans can join us in giving back to Oakland and the East Bay. Through your time and energy, fans can earn rewards based on the number of hours spent volunteering. To get started, visit athletics.com slash community. That's athletics.com slash community. Now is the time to secure your own terrace table with seating for two or four people to eat, drink, and cheer the A's right from these amazing new half-moon tables. With awesome in-seat ordering and exclusive discounts, this might be the best seat in the house. So grab your friends, family, or coworkers and come out early for a great day at the ballpark. To learn more about the terrace and some of the other exciting new ballpark locations, visit athletics.com slash premium today. Playing in Hero Town, it's only fitting to get your group together to reserve the Budweiser Hero Deck. Located next to the right field foul pole, this awesome new space can hold around 100 people and a bunch of home run balls. With an all-inclusive buffet, now is the time to be the hero of your friends and colleagues by grabbing tickets and a cold one for a great day at the ballpark. For more information about the Budweiser Hero Deck, visit athletics.com slash premium today. From sweet plans to single-game suites, there's nothing like premium hospitality and athletics baseball. New for the 2019 season, food and beverages are now included in all suites plus options to create a three-game suite plan. Plus, select plans also include an A's Access membership, allowing you to attend every regular season home game. To learn more about A's suites, visit athletics.com suites. That's athletics.com suites. Free parking, free drinks, and maybe even your favorite A's players flying into your lap. The Field Box is a great way to entertain clients or enjoy a game with your family and friends. Located next to each dugout, now is your time to get in on the action right from the field. To learn more about the Field Box and other premium seating options, visit athletics.com slash premium or call us at 510-638-GO-A's. That's 510-638-4627. 510-638-4627. Want to take home half of the 50-50 pot? This season, you'll have even more opportunities to test out your luck. The Oakland A's Community Fund will host a 50-50 raffle at every home game in 2019. Tickets are sold from gates opening through the last out of the sixth inning, from raffle sellers, or at the kiosk at Section 217. The winner will be announced in-game and will receive 50% of the jackpot, with the remainder benefiting the Oakland A's Community Fund. Learn more at athletics.com raffle. Now back to A's Cast Live. Broadcasting from the town, here's Chris Townsend. We're going to have a little buying or selling coming up here at 545. What, 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 what? Why are you giving me the... I'm going to call her. Hold on. We'll oh, get to her. You had to let the music go down? Yeah, with this Millennial Technologies you're calling, and I can't just call people and... Yeah, and it's, just, yeah it's not a regular radio station. Yeah, we're, we, we're a Millennial app show. We don't have dedicated phone lines to uh, guests and <laughs> callers. <laughs> we're just Millennials. That's what we are. So we'll have buying or selling coming up here at 545. Dr. Meredith Wills, astrophysicist, has written just an incredible article on the baseball. Like, you'd think, like... All right, the baseball's changed. 
you know, from like 2010 or, you know, 2000 or 1995. The ball has changed as of last year. The ball's different. Now, the commissioner of baseball talked about the pill, which would be the little rubber ball that's at the center of the baseball. But that's why we bring on Dr. Wills, because Dr. Wills did an incredible... This is why you get an athletic subscription, because you get articles like this that are just incredible. Dr. Wills, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Thank you. What made you want to investigate the baseball? How did you get into this? Wow. Um, Well, I guess I already had... uh, some experience with taking baseballs apart, uh, some collaborations that I'd done with the Baseball Hall of Fame, and had right around when everyone else was looking at the previous home run search in 2017, back when we thought that was sort of, you know, the coolest thing ever, people were looking at all different ways of how the home run search could be happening. And uh, one thing that seemed like a possibility was that it might be the construction itself, so uh, knowing, and I guess there, there's some, some historical precedent for the fact that changing, say, the interior of the baseball can actually change how it comes off the bat. And because I already had a lot of experience taking apart baseballs, uh, I thought, okay, well, let me see if there's something about the ball itself that's changed. Uh, and this is before the Home Run Committee, by the way, came out and said, we know it's the ball. Um, and so... That was kind of how everything started, and I ended up finding a change about three days before the Home Run Committee report came out and said, by the way, this change that caused the 2017 home run surge was the ball, but they couldn't figure out what that change was. So they, uh, you know, they threw up their hands, basically, and I thought, great, you know, here, I've actually got a change, which it turned out to be the thickness of the laces, and which also turned out to give a reason for why the ball would be traveling further. And uh, I guess that set me up for them looking at this year's home run search. So, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 a lot I, of baseball. I got to tell you, it's fascinating stuff in the commissioner of baseball because we knew with the, the balls flying out of the ballpark at, at a record pace and then using the same ball in AAA for the first time, and that's going out at a record record pace. You, something's got to be going on, and baseball was going to have to address it. And the commissioner has now talked about the, the little ball in the middle, little rubber ball called the pill, and how they're just getting better at centering it that causes less drag. Are you buying what the commissioner has to say? Um. I know this keeps coming up. I feel like I need to put up a a, a neon sign somewhere. If you actually look through the statement, that's the first thing he lists. It's the thing he goes into the most detail on, but he does list a number of other possibilities. And at the end says, we actually don't know what the cause is. Now I'm, I doubt it's the pill being centered or more centered because I'm not sure the pill wasn't centered to begin with. Uh, it's hard to make a baseball with an off-center pill. Uh, so to have them off-center in the first place would be surprising. And you'd have to come up with some very, very different way of making the balls to make them more centered. Um, so while you technically could have a ball 
if the pill was off center, it wouldn't travel as far. I somehow don't think that's the issue. I think it was just that was a possibility that the home run committee came up with for what might have been going on with the 2017 ball. But I think he just used it as an example of a possible change. And because of the way it was said, for some reason, some people took it as we know this is the change. Yeah, it's not the case. Are the materials for this ball the same as the balls we've seen in 15, 16, 17, and 18? Mostly. Um, the the materials themselves are basically the same. Uh, the leather for the 2019 ball is smoother, uh, you know, and that's that's essentially related to a process that they do at the factories in Costa Rica. They do what's called skiving the leather to smooth it down. And so that seems to have improved because we now have smoother leather. Uh, one change that is different as far as materials is that the laces, which were thicker, and that's what explains the 2017 home run surge, are back to being thinner, comparable to what they were before those changes, which would have been, say, you know, like it changed in the middle of 2015. So they're comparable to like 2014. Um, the reason for that might be that there's been uh, before this year, there was a strong correlation with this rise in pitcher blister injuries that seem to be related to laces being thicker. And so it looks like it may have been a proactive, um, a proactive step on MLB's part to make sure that pitchers weren't getting blisters because of the laces anymore. But that's the only materials change that I've seen is that the laces are thinner again. Okay, so then uh, what are we looking at? Why is this ball flying further, the numbers show it, than any ball we've ever had in Major League Baseball? Well, um, the why is basically because, I mean, the reason a baseball would fly farther is because it's more aerodynamic. It has less drag. It, it cuts through the air better. It just blows down less quickly is a good way to think about it. Um, and there are several changes with the ball, uh, one of them being that leather smoothness that I said, um, that would any one of them would actually have made the aerodynamics better. However, it turns out there's several. Uh, the other ones that we're seeing are the seam height is much, much lower. Uh, certainly it's nothing, but like completely different from any baseball we've seen before. And uh, we're also seeing that the balls are rounder. And that was what seemed to be the cause for the 2017 home run surge was that the balls for 2017 were rounder than the previous generation. Uh, and that, again, believe it or not, did relate to those thicker laces. They have managed to change, or at least improve, let's say, the process such that these new balls are even rounder, which, again, would make them uh, slow down less quickly, I guess, and hence travel further. So, um, yeah, so, so there's a number of changes. And uh, like I said, any one of them would have led to more home runs. And having several of them makes it, uh, yeah, it, you're definitely going to have a lot more home runs. Well, here's another thing to throw in there for you. Scott Emerson, the pitching coach for the Oakland Athletics, when I asked him about it, he said, no doubt the ball's different, but also check the bats. Are the bats harder than ever? You know, the glaze that they put on the bat. Have you looked into that at all? I haven't. Um, some people have brought up the bats. Uh, let's put it this way. It's, it's worth looking into, 
What I would be curious about is the change that we're seeing is huge and it's league-wide. It's not just like we have a few players hitting more home runs. We have, you know, teams as a whole are hitting more home runs. Like, everybody's doing it. Uh, And and the types of home runs we're seeing, you know, uh, Todd Frazier hit a great one basically off his knees. Uh, You know, with an excuse me, home run. How often do you see that? Um, But if the bats are the case, you'd have to basically the guys from last year to this year would have had to have some kind of overall change. You know, suddenly this new bat has become really, really popular and 60% of the guys are using them. Now, I don't know if that's what's happened. Uh, You know, like you said, new glaze, if enough people are doing it, then yeah, it absolutely could have an impact. Uh, Whether it would be primary, again, has to do with how much of it you're seeing. Uh, You'd also have to test to see how the ball is coming off the bat. So um, exit velocity seemed to be very slightly up. So that could be related to the bat. Um, But that's something that, again, Rob Arthur's looked into that part. Uh, So I'd uh, probably go to him and say, here, you want to look into this? You you know, I think about this just like I think about the game of golf. And the game of golf had a problem. Their technology was getting so good, not only the balls but the clubs, the drivers, that they had to scale everything back. Is that mm-hmm. something baseball is going to have to look at, or are they just going to be like, more home runs? How is it bad for business? That's actually a really, really good question um, because I do think how would I put this? I do think we may be at a point where it's going to be hard to improve on the ball, if that makes sense. Uh, and this better baseball, as it were, because it does seem to be related to improved manufacturing processes and higher quality control and things like that, um, are having enough of an impact on the game where it's, it's having a very strong effect. And there's a lot of reaction to that effect. Uh, so, but on the other hand, do you want to roll back and say, okay, we've had a really good baseball. We want to make it bad again or worse again. I don't know if that's the right attitude towards it, but I guess it's something that would require thought. And um, I'm not, especially for pitchers, I don't really care for this status quo because with the seams being lower, particularly in the lace, there's, you know, the, the, the leather being smoother is also a problem. But it's a lot harder to pitch than it used to be because lower seams, even if you spin the ball as fast, it just doesn't grab as much air. Um, certain types of pitchers and certain types of pitches are going to be impacted more than others. And I don't want to see a guy's career destroyed because suddenly the ball is new and he can't throw his cutter anymore. You know? That doesn't seem fair. So... Breaking, would you say breaking? Well, they're throwing more sliders than ever before. What pitches would you mm-hmm. say are, are affected the most by this new ball? Well, I I do know that, that there. It's, what it seems to have to do with is there are, it's interesting, early in the season certainly you did hear about people's sliders having problems. So, you know, those are kind of the numbers that I've looked at because People have been figuring out how to compensate since then, but being caught off guard and working with, okay, this is how I've pitched my entire life, 
and now I've been handed a ball that's unlike anything I've ever seen and you want me to throw it. Uh, sliders were absolutely being affected. Uh, that's the big one I've heard. I've heard a little with two seam fastballs. Uh, the, the one that I heard that was not much affected was actually four seams. But otherwise, it seems to just be kind of spin-related and, again, pitcher-dependent. But things like early in the season, walks were up, hit-by-pitches were up, wild pitches were up. So league-wide, there were issues with control. And that was kind of, as much as anything, that's, that's the problem. You know, the ball wasn't going where the guys wanted it to go. You don't throw a wild pitch on purpose. What's it like for you to now be a Major League Baseball rock star? Everybody's reading your stuff. Everybody's loving it. You're, like, famous now. <laughs> wow. My dad's going to love listening to this part. Uh, my dad thinks it's awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you, you think I'm kidding, actually. He's, he's wanted me to be a baseball rock star since the day I was born. But uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I love that. I love that the work is consequential. I love that I'm doing something that means something to the game because this game means everything to me, and it, it always has. Um, it is a little strange to be somebody who people suddenly know and that what I do is consequential. Uh, very strange kind of internal reaction, uh, I guess it was two days ago, um, God, I, don't even, I can't even keep track of my days anymore. Maybe it was yesterday. Who knows? Uh, that's one of the things is I can't even keep track of the days because I'm talking to so many people. <laughs> but um, ESPN did a bit on their rundown for Pardon the Interruption. And uh, I work in, in sports technology. And so I'm, you know, walking by a TV at the office because we've got, you know, big TVs with sports on everywhere. And I see that the next thing coming up is baseball. And I sit there and I start watching them as they start talking about my work in the third person, like it's a really big deal. And here's something that's impacting the game and all of this stuff going forward. And I'm just like, they're talking about me. They're talking about myself. It's, it's a strange feeling. I'm sure once you've done a lot of media or people know who you are, you get used to it, but I'm not used to it. It's only been a few days. Ah, but we're loving it. Hey, if you find anything out, Make sure you come back on the show. You're fabulous. Well, I mean, I'm only down the road from you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, walking distance from the Barton Fremont. So, you know, if you ever want to have me up there, by all means. Oh, for sure. I didn't so, know you were. I didn't know you were local. You live here in the Bay Area. Oh, I'm, I'm way local. Yeah, by all means. And I have, have this. I, I. Haven't been to the Coliseum yet this year, but damn, I want to go. <laughs> oh, hey, I, I got I got four tickets every game. Whenever you want to come up, you contact us. I got you. I will absolutely do that. Looking forward to it. And you know what? Why don't we come to you? Why don't we come to your lab and check it out? Would that be okay? I'd have to ask my boss. Um, because the baseball stuff that I do isn't that's like totally different, you know. Like, my baseball research is, is all me, which is kind of fun, you know, because it's like I can say, look, I did this all by myself. It's awesome. Um, I could ask. They might get a real kick out of it. But um, it's not something that tends to cross over. So, you know, but, yeah, you know, maybe they'll enjoy it. So, we, we, uh, we will be in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and if, uh, you know, I would love to, I mean, if people are interested, I'd love to talk to some of the guys with the A's about this. 
if, if they if they're cool with it because you know particularly what some of the pitchers have had to say some of the guys I've talked to are amazing and it's just so great to hear stuff from the guys who are actually doing this every day because everybody's got a story and everybody's got something interesting and it's I, I love that like what I'm doing is you know essentially helping them helping them play helping them do their thing and it's just amazing so yeah well just phenomenal and doc we will be in touch soon okay great i really enjoyed this dr meredith wills right here on a's cast live oh boy we're gonna we're gonna uh we're gonna have to i know we gotta do buying or selling i'm just saying we gotta meet up with her we got to go more in depth on this. I think we should have a remote from her from the uh, the lab. Oh, Ace Cast Live on the road from at the, the lab. lab. Oh, how good would that? How good would that be? It's now time for buying or selling. It's time for buying or selling. Sell, sell right now with Chris Townsend on Ace Cast Live. All right, Connie, abbreviated version of buying or selling today. But we'll start off since we're talking about home runs. We're going to start off by That talking. might be one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. That was really good. You did a nice job handling all the questions. You even got it. That, that was a really, what did she say, great question or really good question? I mean, she, she, she's, she's phenomenal. She'll probably be the smartest person we ever have on this show. All right, so here we go. The Baltimore Orioles, as we brought up earlier, they allowed up five home runs yesterday to the Padres. They've allowed 165 home runs on the season. They've allowed five or more home runs in a game ten times already, which is the major league record, which you brought up earlier. That was set by the 2016 Reds when they had, they allowed nine. I went back and did some research, and I found out that the Detroit Tigers in 1996, who won 56 games, by the way, allowed 241 home runs. That's the AL record for most home runs allowed by a team. Oh. The, their team ERA that year was 638. The Orioles right now is at 593. Buying or selling, this Baltimore Orioles 2019 pitching staff is going to be the worst pitching staff of all time. Oh, I'm buying it. It's just going to get worse, right? Because th- they're going to keep bringing up even younger guys, right? Th- they'll start changing. I mean, they're they're horrendous. I mean, they I, their ERA could be in the se- we got we got we got a whole second half here. It's not like we're getting close to the finish line. They, and by, I believe when I was looking at the guys that had the most home runs in their staff, Dan Shirley gone, but he had the least, the most, he had 22. I think Dylan Bundy's at 19, and uh, David David Hess is at 21. Uh, Justin Verland is allowed 21 home runs this year quietly that no one's talking about because he's having such a great year. He's allowed 21 home runs already this year. How can you not? The ball's changed. That's Dr. True. Meredith yeah. just told us the ball yeah. has completely changed. There's less drag on the ball now, so it's more it's aerodynamic. The seams, it's the leather. It's, it's that, that article is fascinating. All right, we'll, we'll do one more here. and Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save this one for tomorrow. I'm going to do this one. Giancarlo Stanton was placed on the I.L. yesterday with a – well, PCL sprain. He's this now the second time this year he's been placed on the IL. Stanton missed 70 games entering yesterday, already this season, and he's only played 317 games over the last two seasons. Uh, Aaron Boone said they don't expect him back until August. Buying or selling, the Yankees are going to regret, regret trading for John Carlos Stanton. Buying. Buying. I'm with you. I, I think. I think in the end. Yeah, how old is he now? He's, I think, 28. He, if you go back and look, uh, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, he missed time every single year. I mean, the and one I mean, was like, the Mike Fires getting hit in the face. But, yeah. yes, he, he has not been – he's no Marcus Simeon. He has been a guy that has been hurt a lot in his career. And, I mean, here you're missing he, – he's missed seven – how many games? He's missed 70 games already this year. 
So By the that, way, if you're prone to get hurt young, that does not play well for you in your when you start getting into your 30s. You know, 22 of the Yankees already spent a, a total of 1,151 days on the injured list. That's the most in baseball. I mean, we saw they, they didn't have Judge, didn't have Stanton. Uh, Gary Sanchez was hurt. Like, pretty much everyone was hurt. And, like, you saw guys like Gio Urshela step up, who was almost an all-star starter. Glaber Torres is like the only guy consistently in the lineup all the time. But I'm with you. I'm buying. I'm buy, I would buy too. I think that they're going to regret the trade. I didn't give up a lot for him, but still, I mean, the guy just doesn't well, they're stay healthy. They're paying him an extreme amount of money. That contract, I think, is like ten years left, nine or ten years. And oh my god, I'm buying that. And by the way, uh, Aaron Boone normally would not be able to get the American League Manager of the Year, but this year, with what they've done with all their players hurt, unbelievable. All right, that is going to do it for A's Cast Live. What a show for Commander Cody. This, I mean, you kidding me? David Force, Dave Cavill, Mark Langston, and Dr. Meredith Wills. Wow. All right, Alex Jensen with A's All Night, and that will take us up to A's Total Access here on A's Cast. You can also hear it on 860 AM, The Answer in the Bay Area, and in Sacramento, Northern California, in the Valley, on Sports 1140 KGK. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.